0: What's going on, everybody? And welcome back for another episode of Triggered. This is Triggered episode number 422 here on Tuesday, December 13th. We are joined by the one, the only PJ Beattie, is Steven Cruiser. What's going on, Cruiser?
1: Wow, 422. I feel like such a slacker coming in with like the low 200s for my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, are like, I'm, what am I even? Am I even working here?
0: Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've been doing this so long, you know, it's like. Well, the one I think when we did episode four hundred, I did like a mini review of everything we've been through on this podcast, and it was pretty crazy. It's when did like, you guys start this? Uh, we started summer of twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen. So yeah. four year anniversary passed back in August, and it went basically from like Kavanaugh and eighteen midterms all the way through current times. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, we you did you guys hadn't even acquired PJ yet then. Yeah. Yeah, back uh, in ancient times—that's what we call it over here at PJ. Um,
2: but before time and the long, long ago,
1: so yeah, we were—we were, we, we were still—we were still basically just hunter gatherers then. <laughs> oh God!
0: <laughs> so you got to tell us—you know—you live in a border state, unlike most people who opine on this issue. Uh, what the f- is going on down there?
1: Well, first of all, let's uh, let's take this whole Kirsten Sinema cinema leaving the Democratic Party thing and becoming an independent and people reading too much into that she has just co-sponsored the most leftist democrat-centric bill ever the one she did with tillis that we've all been beating up on here so and it's like unconscionable that a border state senator who generally knows better would do something like put daca on steroids which is basically what this bill does and it's it's a very real security issue here we're we're already seeing record numbers of border crossings as it is and i live 60 miles straight up from that border and the crime hits here it actually it's like it, it hits all throughout the state of arizona they're trafficking all the drugs up here uh they're trafficking people up here and it's insane that our Democratic now independent senator would want to do this because she's from here and she should know better. It's triply insane that she got a dip Republican to hop on board with her. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, well, let's talk about Tillis
0: because uh this, you know, like you said, it's pretty insane that he would sign on to this especially. Um, and now you also have the Border Patrol Union essentially getting their palms greased to support this amnesty, which is unthinkable that a border patrol union would support an amnesty all in order to get a pay increase and what they say would be a increase in funding for operations but in reality all they're doing is funding the last leg of the human trafficking uh route from mexico into the united states because all we would be doing is processing and catching and release
1: yeah it's uh and that's that's really just um border patrol union management talking there right i can right. guarantee you that most of the rank and file is like you got to be kidding me with this
0: yeah we're um, actually working on a story we we hear that the rank and file like you said is uh, pretty up in arms dude. and that uh mr brandon judd the head of the border patrol union has gone a bit rogue let's just say
1: <laughs> yeah power corrupts and it's it's never more shown than in with union heads, like you look at Randy Weingarten over there with the teachers. I mean, they're they, we, you put them in charge of a union, they they lose touch with the rank and file so quickly. It's un it's unreal. It's just it's management. It's I, you know, give them a, you know. Well, Storm, you haven't gone bull yet, but um, you know, most most of the time, <laughs> yeah. management gets a little wanky after after a while. But yeah, I just. Okay. It's, it's what, what, what bothers me most about the Tillis thing is, and I've said this for years, is like, again, I have to live with the consequences of what goes on down at that border. Mr. North Carolina doesn't, okay? Whenever people from the east or non-border states, it doesn't matter what their party affiliation is, whenever they start talking about border issues – to me it sounds like a room full of men discussing the horrors of menstruation they just don't have any (laughs) idea what they're talking about and and i just i it's just and and by the way not to not to just like toot our own horn here even though this one isn't a good one of all the border states arizona gets the worst of the consequences of a porous border yeah it's It's california doesn't mexico uh, texas they got to cross a river we get the worst of everything um the, the worst crime one of the biggest drug trafficking corridors in the united states is to move up straight up until you get to i-40 here and then spread it out throughout the united states so we get everything here and we've got places we've got parts of this border that are hard to defend too it's like d- yeah d- down in the southeastern portion of the of the state um, and the, the wall would help a lot. Aerial surveillance would help a lot. More Border Patrol agents who could vote out like Judd would help a lot. Yeah. Um,
0: and actually deport them. That's part of the problem is, you know, they could add more agents, but if we're just processing them and then catch and release, you know, some with no court date, as we found out just recently, yes. I mean, you know, and you're what, 60 miles from the border, right? like 60 miles straight up yeah. yeah that's crazy i mean you gotta that, I'm, I'm sure you've seen uh, okay well that's actually a good good point what's the difference now versus when trump had it under control
1: there you you see a lot more incidences of uh you know like in the summertime too you know finding out people who've been brought in by coyotes in the desert you know almost dying on a hot summer day things like you see a lot it's the trafficking thing that's the thing that doesn't get talked about with the border a lot it's not just the drugs it's not just the cartels it's not the fact that they can sneak in al-qaeda terrorists across this border the trafficking is is the real worst part and it's and it's it's a humanitarian crisis that if the left were true to any of what they say they believe they would be all over and saying we should stop but yeah. they're not. They don't care about Mexicans being trafficked here and dying in the desert when it's 117 because they were locked in the back of a van.
2: Oh, yeah. But that's yeah. the kind of stuff you, that
0: happens here. You see that all the time, especially with the tractor trailers. They were unloading, you know, I think, what was it, like, the guy was the, underneath, like, was by, like, the engine. Yeah. You know? He was, like, snug, tucked away in there. Well, And you see, you know, we see it on Fox. You see the live pictures, that Bill, Bill Malujan's out there, of, you know, just thousands of illegals just flooding in and, you know, invading the country and the gall for these senators sitting here in Washington, D.C., who, mind you, you know, the second any illegals are dropped off in any northern city, it's a humanitarian crisis, right? They bus yes. in 50 to Kamala's house here in D.C., and that was a humanitarian crisis. And you see thousands yes. just flooding the border down there. The gall of these senators sitting here in D.C. safely to then say, well, yeah, you know, we're going to amnesty a couple million people, but we're going to get these measures, which don't really do anything to secure the border. And throw up a big flag that says, hey, come on down, because you know what, maybe eventually we'll just amnesty. you."
1: Well, the the telecinema thing is. Is really insidious because it makes it seem like okay we're just going to do this a little bit we're like in sure. the thing sure. that, in column I wrote last week I said it's like they're going to open the gate a little bit but the secondary provision in that bill waits until nobody's paying attention then throws the gate wide open completely, yep. you yep. can start bringing in your cousins you can start like, oh, and it's it's insane. It's insane. and what I honestly like if Tom Tillis were in front of me right now, I don't want to go to jail for this, but I would shake him like I was a British nanny and he was a baby. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hell, were you thinking?
2: Yeah, he is, uh, well, he's he, lost it. He, he's, thinks, he's, he thinks it takes the issue off the table and it doesn't. Oh, it's only just, it it just paves way for another mass amnesty a
0: generation or two. Well, and, right and Reagan tried to trade the amnesty too, that didn't work out.
2: As long as you keep the incentive for people to come here illegally, in which they, can, in which case they'll be rewarded. I'm going to write.
1: I'm going to write about this sometime this week. I haven't figured out how to frame it yet. But the GOP at present is maybe two election cycles away from becoming a permanent minority party. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And. And well, no, I'm gonna write about it in this in this one too. I'm gonna mention that in this one too. But right now, and they like, there are two things that this party could do right now to really just right the ship and not go through what we just went through in November. One, stop with the amnesty bull, get serious about the border. And two, let's start talking about school choice, okay? Let's get everything out of the hands of a public education and the indoctrination mills. Those are two things that the GOP could easily win on. By the way, School choice reaches is minority is basically minority outreach for the GOP, if they yeah. get big on that, because in inner city black communities, they're huge on school choice. Yeah. And, and so I don't There are just a couple of simple things that the Republican Party could do right now to really want to start winning elections again for real, because, you know, if if we're calling whatever the f- just happened last month, a win. That's a little too participation trophy for me. Well, that's oh, the, great.
0: That's the crazy thing to me is that they're trying to do this amnesty after we just couldn't win an election. Now they're saying, oh, yeah, you know what? Let's make a couple million illegals citizens because that's going to help us win elections, right? Not even just yeah. from the law standpoint, but like just from a purely cynical electoral standpoint, we can't even f- win elections as it is. Now let's create millions and millions more democrats
1: i truly believe that the congressional republicans the ones who are in dc the elected ones there don't really care if they're in the majority or not they just want their cushy gigs yeah and if 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 they can just you know if they can be in the minority on a committee that doesn't matter as long as they can you know go the diane feinstein route and be there until they're 112 years old And that's all they care about. I don't think any of them are serious about winning elections. We're back to the old grassroots versus the establishment thing that we went through during the Tea Party era. When I first met Matt, when he was what twelve? I think you were twelve. It's it's that same thing. It's out here in regular America, and I and I can't. You know, you guys are anomalies. You know, you're like you're in the but you're not of the back there in Virginia and DC. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it, it, it's right now. If the people out here want to win, we want to win. We want to keep, you know, that's why you see governors still being elected and, you know, state legislatures and things like that. And the DC Republicans are just like, I want to go to the Capitol Hill club, you know, with my in my hand and, you know, point to my red tie and my American flag lapel pin. And yep. that's all they want to do. Well, and yeah, it's pretty accurate.
0: We're and, and me and Matt are definitely the opposite of that. Yeah. We're, very yeah. last few of a dying breed here in dc of conservatives who actually are interested in fighting uh because that's another problem
2: yeah, and, f- your happy hour
0: well yeah yeah, <laughs>
2: but but also like also we'll get shot if we go in there
0: everyone is saying well you know they're they're daca so we should just let them you know uh well just let it go through because they're not going to get deported and i'm like okay there's a huge difference between not getting deported and becoming a US citizen capable of sponsorship okay mm-hmm. how about we just at max say you can have a green card and that's the best you're ever going to get no chain migration none of this bullshit
1: i mean and you have to reapply for the green card right, it's right. not permanent do thing.
0: we have to just oh. hand out citizenship right citizenship used to mean something in this country and used to actually oh. carry some privileges with it
1: by the way, DACA should not. Not only should there not be a Republican sponsoring anything that helps DACA, Republicans should be focused on killing DACA with fire. Okay, that's it's it's barely constitutional. I'm no lawyer. I'm not, but I don't. I think I don't know why the Republicans haven't worked hard, harder on getting rid of this thing completely, let alone helping it. So that's like as I as I said last week in that column, I said. I don't know why, after what we just went through, a Republican would think, you know what we need to do right now? Help out a Barack Obama program. Right. Well, remember, it was ruled
0: unconstitutional. And then the Supreme Court's like, yeah, you know, it's unconstitutional, but you can't get rid of it. You can't do anything about it. I know. Like, what the does that mean? Uh, It's similar to the Pennsylvania Supreme Court ruling on the election. Right. Yeah. yeah. They did a bunch of unconstitutional. They could have shifted the entire uh, presidential election, but we're not going to do
2: anything about it it's it's um the executive can make law now no separation
1: of powers yeah <laughs> one thing that uh never gets talked about here enough whenever hardcore border people immigration people like us are talking we're always called heartless this that the united states immigration laws are so lax and forgiving compared to almost every other western country on earth oh yeah okay it's it's like it's like you go you like they're always throwing up the uh you know the european socialist countries as models and idea you know what try to go crash norway's borders and get some of their free oil money try try to get in there and see how that works out for you (laughs) um i had a a a guy i know comedy club owner that both kevin and i know went to canada to try to have a dreamer baby up there so they could get the Canadian health care, and Canada said, "Yeah, get the <laughs> out." Yeah, um, exactly. They anyway. sent they they deported them post haste. wasted no time. That's yep. th- that's the reality in most countries. It's only in the United States where, if you don't let everybody in and then create government subsidies for them, you're called heartless.
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: it's it. It really is infuriating. And hopefully, this this amnesty is going to die. At least that's the goal. But. It's crazy to me that this is like even a thing right now.
2: Where's Mitch? Oh yeah, where's Mitch? Where's Mitch? Where's Ron? Oh, Mitch
1: is Mitch is too busy trying to cave on gun control. He can't. Uh, he yeah, can't yeah. be bothered with this. Yeah, um, Mitch cool. is Mitch is the Mitch that we hated pre-Trump. Now fully again, there's nothing. Yeah. There, He he had some moments when Trump became president during the Trump era, and for like a year afterwards, and now he is Mitch the Squish again, and he's used and. And that's that's a huge, seriously. Here, look, look. Okay, him being back in charge and as the minority leader is hugely problematic. McCarthy, I have issues with, but I still think he might surprise us. Right. But if Ronald McDaniel becomes RNC chairman again, just at f- all. I mean, I'm just going to look for places to be expatriated. It's because there's no point in staying here anymore. I've got I've got my Polish citizenship papers already. Seriously, <laughs> already at work because the Polish the Polish president can grant citizenship um, if you're fr- of Polish descent. So I can't go to yeah, Ireland. I, and I need a take great one... grandparent to be from Ireland to to be able to get citizenship there. But I think he'll take one look at your last name and be like, "Yeah, you could come in."
2: <laughs> yeah, you're in. Um So I like.
1: Um, it's it's so it's it's really that dicey. For, I sir, I I know we're all we're all we all should be eeyore about McCarthy, but I'm really not just yet. I think yeah, no. That, I
0: mean, I think that there's no other option. Um, there
1: isn't. There's no nobody's put is, is up is, is a real is. viable alternative. <laughs> yeah. Well, so this is how we end up with you know a
0: Democrat in there again. Is these the the moderates will band together with them and cook up some backroom deal as usual. So, yeah, I'm on the we just have to deal with McCarthy and hopefully we can push him into being a real, real conservative. Um, but I agree with you. Rana has to go. Uh, she's been useless. And so that brings me real quick. I wanted to talk about the, the midterm stuff kind of in review a little bit, because last time we talked was before the midterms. We were all hopeful, although you were the one voice of reason that said, you know, every time we always look like things are going to go really well we always find a way to f- it up
1: and what do you know? and i also didn't think we were going to get the senate back
0: yeah um, and that's exactly what happened um but one thing that we talked about a lot and and you have good insight out there out west is we thought that the hispanic outreach was going to be much stronger matt you wrote about this oh my god uh, this morning what happened out there well f-
2: out? well you know some you know, roving reporters at NBC News were in Nevada because, you know, it was a pretty, you know, could have been a competitive race. But, you know, the the Nevada Republican Party was touting all that like this, all their outreach uh, operations. And when they found the office that was supposedly the headquarters for the for the Latino voter operations, mm-hmm. it was completely empty. It was like a boiler room type operation. Yeah. And then with one staffer with a dog there. <laughs> and the staffer directed nbc news to another place who didn't give a comment and also apparently several members of the nevada republican party didn't even know where the location of this office was so they actually had to it was actually kind of like a treasure hunt so it turned out to be quite a quite an awful operation totally embarrassing Um, the
1: republican party and this is not new the republican party has gotten good at telling people what they want to hear on issues like this. This goes back to, okay, I'll give you a classic example from 2012. I'm at the Red State Gathering in Jacksonville, Florida that summer before the election. And I'm talking to Reince Priebus, who was the head of the RNC at the time. And I'm talking about get out the vote is one of my big things with the Republicans until we get better at that. And now get out the ballot harvesting is a new angle to that. But until the GOP gets better at that, we're always going to be like, we're always going to be like swimming upstream. And I asked Priebus about that, and he said, oh, we're going to crush it this year. And I said, okay. That was the year they did the Orca thing. I don't know if you guys oh, remember, remember that. The project, was, yeah, project where they had this new... They, they had this new get out the vote system that they didn't even test. They didn't do a beta right. test. They didn't do anything. Um, exactly. And it was, really and it failed spectacularly, but they've become, but they know what people want to hear now. So yeah, we're doing Hispanic outreach. Here's a, uh, here's Clem and his, and his Basset hound. And, <laughs> you know, he's, he's going to get us the Latinos in here. And then, you know, in Arizona, the big problem here, well, okay. There was, there were shenanigans oh, for, for Maricopa sure. County. For but sure. the big problem here is that the Arizona GOP is it's useless. That, Kelly Ward is the president of it here and she's bat crazy. Yeah. Kim um, Trail Kelly <laughs> yeah chemtrail kelly like, kelly wards are like i don't I, I have people from the outside are always like kelly ward seems okay i said kelly ward if she's in office is going to vote the way you want her to every time okay mm-hmm. but she's going to start talking to the public and then pull a ferret out of her pants and and tell everybody how she likes <laughs> it that's she's <laughs> that lunatic um she's so they had no bench here when everybody gets on like well trump supported blake masters you know what because the GOP here had nobody, the GOP here ran Martha McSally two elections. That's how we got two democratic senators, because the best they could run was Martha McSally, who is a great American, but a lousy candidate, one of the worst (laughs) candidates in history. And that so she managed to lose two different Senate seats in a two year span, because that's all the Arizona GOP had. So they, they can't blame Trump for everything. But if if they don't, I'm glad Carrie like, filed the lawsuit because if they don't get to the bottom of this magical mystery 60 tabulating machines crapping in a bed on in Maricopa County, then we're lost forever.
0: Yeah, I would have to agree with oh, that. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the problem is, you know, these shenanigans are just becoming so common. And it seems like it's the same places every single time. And, you know, I, I just don't know if they're going to get anything to be changed, especially now, given that this wave of Dems that just took
1: over in Arizona. I mean, I've got two, two, a couple of opinions on that. If you want to hear them. Yeah. First, I don't think that this all blue stuff at the top is going to last very long. They're all going to overreach. This state is not blue. Don't believe anything you read. It's, it's purple leaning red still. Okay. And, so I don't think once Mark Kelly overreaches on guns, he's going to find out just how purple red this state is for sure. Cause, cause he hasn't done that yet. Katie Hobbs is legitimate bad crazy. Kelly Ward is your saner option. If you've got two of them in a room. And so I don't think that that's going to last very long. The other thing is, is like for people who don't know, here's some, some things about this last election for people outside. I'm not saying you guys don't know. I'm just for other people listening. Um, first, Katie Hobbs was not in charge of this election. Yes, the Secretary of State in Arizona has to has to verify the election results, but this whole Katie Hobbs was in charge of the election that she somehow magically went is bullshit, okay? That's not a thing. The Maricopa County election officials, not all of whom were Democrat, were in charge of that election, and they were the ones who the bed, okay? Right. So that, that whole talking point needs to be discarded. Secondly, the reason... That it goes beyond being suspicious is that Maricopa County is the most populous county in the state of Arizona, and that's where almost all of the Republicans in the state of Arizona live. Right. So the fact that everything went haywire in the one place that had all the Republicans – because that's where all the Mormons are, okay? Right. And and down here in Pima County, which is blue and safely electing Democrats forever, we didn't have one hiccup on a tabulation machine yep. here. None, yep. zero. <laughs> um, we're the second most populous county in Arizona, so that's why this whole thing stinks to high heaven and needs to be gotten. Need you got to get to the bottom of this? But for people on our side, it doesn't help when they're all. It's Katie Hobbs that correct. No, what Katie Hobbs is too stupid to rig an election. Okay, <laughs> I agree. So, yeah. The people around her are too stupid to rig an election, but she, that also wasn't her function. It was the same people who were in charge of the last two elections in Maricopa County that that had suspicious activity. And they found a whole new suspicious activity for this one. Yeah. Kudos yeah. to them.
0: Well, yeah, they keep the – it seems like every single election, right? Even if we close one loophole, they're like, oh, wait. No, no, no. Now we could use this one. And then the cycle just keeps going, and – and then they'll just come up with other ways to cheat and do
1: whatever they do. Um, I, and that's another thing. People are always talking about the Democrats are doing like cheating or doing. No, a lot of times they've actually amended the rules so that what they're doing is not cheating. Right. They're very right. good at this. Democrats are very good at gaming elections. They work twenty four seven on this. Yep. And the Republicans are just like, well, you know, we're better, so people should vote for us. That's basically the GOP philosophy.
0: Yeah, that didn't work um, too well.
1: You know, you got to I've talked to people in California saying, you know what? The Republicans who managed to flip things here this year did it because they embraced ballot harvesting, which is legal in California. It's not elite. The places that they're winning in ballot harvesting, it's legal in all of those states. The Republicans could be doing it.
0: Yeah. And we're going to have to because it's not going to get overturned. So I agree. I think that's one thing we really need to get better at. And we also need to, unfortunately, because it's not going to change, if anything, it's only going to expand further. Uh, we have to embrace the early voting,
1: God, um, and I'm just like I just I, I just wanted I to punch something that. when you said that, but you're and right. I um, and
0: I hate it because I'm I'm right on there, right up there with you. I know we uh, both hate the early voting just as much,
1: but oh, yeah, like you know, when when it comes
0: it. to turning out reliable, high propensity voters, we can't rely on the election day catch up <laughs> anymore because we, if we rely on the election day catch up, then you know we've seen what's going to happen. And it also, it it adds a whole new level to the get out the vote machine because I was looking into some of the things that they were doing. They had such detailed records, the Democrats, that they knew if a mail-in ballot was returned. They knew if a mail-in ballot had been sent, but not returned. And they were tailoring their get out the vote messaging and operations to those exact things. So for example, If on election day, they knew that someone had a mail-in ballot sent to them, but not returned in in Arizona, they were messaging them saying, hey, did you know that you could turn in your early ballot at this location and sending them a text directly to do that? You know, we're nowhere near as sophisticated on that front. No. And we have to get better at that because if we don't adapt to these laws that unfortunately are never going to change or go back because- a lot of them are in blue states maybe maybe you know one day arizona could change that but you know for now you gotta get the legislature. we have to we have to do it because well
1: we have to win elections if we want to change any of this right right it can be changed but you got to win some some elections to change it and 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 the other thing is this is where i get really i'm i'm i get worn out by the it's all cheating. It doesn't matter. Cheating, cheating, cheating. The surrender monkey Republicans or yeah. conservatives. Yep. It's it's They're not acknowledging that the Democrats are, as you just laid out, actually brilliant at this. OK, they do this so well because they work on it all the time and the Republicans just dismiss it. In 2012, I lived in a little city called Los Angeles, California, <laughs> and it was Barack Obama running for reelection and i voted early in the day and um and then i got cuz i'm on all the email lists like you guys are from both sides of the aisle you know um i've got one email account that's on everybody's list and i got <laughs> three three emails that day from the los angeles democratic party reminding me to go vote in los angeles where i don't know if you know it it was pretty assured that barack obama was going to win in los angeles yeah <laughs> three emails on election day from them and the republicans would never think of doing anything like that yeah it's true yeah
0: so yeah i i think we need to get much better at it as much as it sucks and i hate it and it's
1: embrace the suck
0: yep yep that's what we have to do any other observations on 22 before i quickly jump to 24 i want to get your take on where we're at
1: where we're at right now is it's It's time for the Republicans to figure out what they want to do in 2024, and 2024, what they should want to do is Ron DeSantis, okay? Um, And because I don't – I really think he's a juggernaut that they can't stop. They don't have anybody there even with the magic mail-in ballots. Mm -hmm. Trump gets the nomination, which which could happen easily if we have another huge primary field. Yep, Yep. I agree. Yep. so I think that right now the Republicans need to take a good hard look at like, do, does everybody want to run? And the people who want to run should be told, no, you don't want to run. That's that's a whole money thing that happens at a level of politics that we're not privy to all the time. But I, I, I do think that – um, the Democrats are going to use it. The Democrats think they won this election, okay, I don't, yep. <laughs> as we all know, and they they think they've got some kind of mandate now. And as I told you, everybody at the beginning of 2021, they're just going to keep overreaching, and the overreach will bite them in the ass eventually. Um, it did a little bit this year. It didn't do it enough because the GOP is filled with surrender monkeys at the top. Yeah. Um, I, hate, I hate to keep using a <laughs> – <laughs> that's a Jonah goldberg line i think yeah. <laughs> but uh it's I, I do think that they're poised to win 2024 and the thing that doesn't get talked about enough is that the democrats they they have to defend a lot of senate seats in 2024 yeah. yeah and so that bodes well for the gop if it gets serious about winning elections if okay we got to do the ballot harvesting now and The people who are all, oh, woe is me, it's all cheating, 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 have to stop that for a while. Put on your big boy pants and go vote. Don't stay home and whine. Yeah, it's true.
0: Hmm. That is an interesting map in 2024. Tester is definitely up there. Who's the other Nevada Democrat? Let's
1: see. I think I know since it was. (laughs) was Jackie
0: Rosen. Rosen. Jackie Rosen.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, Who else do we got? Uh, oh, and I've heard a rumor here in Arizona that Ducey might run for Senate in twenty twenty four. Cinema,
0: that'd be interesting. Hmm. Oh, he'll
1: win. Uh, I he, think so, yeah. well, he would have. Everybody wanted him to run this year. This is the seat he should have picked off. But I think he, I think he's one of these guys who's just serious. He says, you know, I'm elected governor. I've got this job to do, and I'm not going to run for something else while I have this job. Yeah. I think that's fair. Um, he, he he's one of those, and a lot of people. I got my best friend here is like, "Well, Deucey still pisses me." I said, "Look, he had some hiccups during COVID. I think he redeemed himself. We've got one of the greatest school choice laws in America on the books now, thanks to mm-hmm. him." Yeah, um, oh, and 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 if so, if he runs, that helps the Arizona map too because he'll 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 win. Um,
0: yeah, you know, we got the uh, shared Brown in Ohio. Yep. Um, Bob Casey in Pennsylvania. He's gonna win again. Yeah, if he runs. Yeah, he's getting older. He is, Um, but
2: his everyone thinks he's his daddy. Also, his father's and was an immensely popular governor. Uh, he'll he'll he Bob Casey goes into the woods for six years, pops up during election cycle, says, "Hey, I'm Bob Casey, your senator. Remember my dad?" And then everyone that's that's called McCaining. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: that's what McCain did did absolutely nothing for five and a half years and then would come out and remind everybody that he hooked them up with some chamber of commerce money yeah, yeah.
0: Joe Manchin's in there yeah Tammy Baldwin up in Wisconsin so yeah it's going to be interesting did you see
2: that how that state has shifted
0: yeah <laughs> r plus 22 in West Virginia um <laughs> well so yeah I think we're, we're all in agreement here on the DeSantis thing is uh you know it's That's just mathematically the slam dunk. So we'll see what happens. I I hope that the primary
2: isn't like 16 people deep.
0: Well, you know, I'll tell you, I saw a head to head matchup today uh, between DeSantis and Trump. DeSantis was at 64%. Oh, wow. So even if there's a major split primary, it seems like people were noticing that DeSantis is the guy and has to be the guy also look at a look at in that same poll it hypothetically matched up uh trump against biden and desantis against biden trump was losing by two desantis was up seven
1: yeah so i think I, i i don't one of the things that we've all been navigating here in the last few weeks is uh not alienating our hardcore trump Readers, mm-hmm. um, because they're an integral part of our audience, and we're with them, and we all voted for Trump. Yeah, and, and uh, we need to remind everybody of that. But it's okay to say maybe this Trump isn't that Trump.
2: Yeah, right. Now. Or I maybe, think, or maybe
0: you know, Desantis is just the better option at this point. You
1: know, and how? And can we just have the whole conversation about do we need to keep running the oldest people we can find in each party?
0: Right. Well, you know, I've long said like it's time for new blood, you know, the same thing comes up with, you know, Mitch McConnell. And it's like all these old people running the country. And I'm not saying we should radically shift to super young either, because they tend to be weapons grade retarded as well these days. Uh, But, you know, maybe just like a 40 or 50 year old person instead of like 80 would be
2: cool you know especially who totally someone who doesn't senate map this year well
0: someone who doesn't struggle to like use an iphone you know like maybe can work a computer without help from their grandkids like that kind of level would be
1: i mean when they're all old compared to me they're really old
0: Um, (laughs) well you said i'm
1: I'm no spring chicken here when i'm going god these guys are old um Yep. that's that's a problem i mean i i you know even in like in leadership i i think term limits are problematic but i think for leadership in in each chamber of congress and everything there should be limits on how many times you can be majority leader or minority leader yeah. or speaker or i I'm, i would be perfectly okay with that they just um, get so
0: entrenched and that's part of the problem um, that's
1: how the swamp happens
0: yeah you're right um, okay, I just want to get your take on a few things real quick and then we'll get to the sports segment because I got some time set aside for sports. So, first off, uh, what are your thoughts that uh, this FTX crypto guy you think he was arrested to stop him from exposing the Democrats on Capitol Hill?
1: Oh, god, I it's it's such a tinfoil hat week here. Um, <laughs> with those, um, uh, and that I bingo, <laughs> there we go, there, there, that was the that was the preemptive strike by the left so the, this is this is the version of you know when a when the hollywood madam got busted and all the famous people didn't want to have it be revealed that she was that they were in her uh, phone book yeah. <laughs> that's what we're looking at here they they did not want him getting grilled by congress and revealed because he, he it took this long to do anything with him because he was giving so much money to democrats democrats yeah. lo- loved this guy yep so finally you know we weren't able to do anything there was nothing we oh, we're going to call him before oh hey look we found him in another country and we're going to arrest him today look there we go hurry 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 yeah
0: (laughs) i think they got wind of what he was going to say and they didn't like it and they uh they were
2: like okay well my
1: my good friend carol roth tweeted (laughs) as soon as he got arrested she said so are the cameras in his jail cell going to be functional
0: yeah Uh, yeah i think he can get epstein for sure what are your thoughts on the whole Twitter files, Elon Musk? Uh, what, what do you think of all that?
1: Well, I think it's vindication for all of us who have been saying, well, this is going on. And then they were saying very publicly, Jack Dorsey in front of Congress saying, no, this isn't going on. I didn't even believe in shadow banning at first. And then all of a sudden I noticed a couple of years ago that anytime time I would retweet, I would quote tweet something from a mainstream media source and tag them in it. Mm -hmm. It got like no engagement whatsoever. Yeah. And I'm going like, really? My followers aren't responding to me bagging on MSNBC? Are you f***ing me with this? (laughs) Um, And it was like every time that I would go after a mainstream media source, nothing. Crickets. So we know it was happening. Uh, The thing is, is like the lying in front of Congress thing I think is a very real prosecutable thing even yeah. though he probably didn't know what was going on, as Steve Green pointed out the other day, because of the way they were operating the company, the the plebes were trying to keep everything from upper management. And, but the whole, the free speech thing, yes, they were trying to quash the free, the free exchange of ideas, but there is no free speech on Twitter, okay? That's like, the First Amendment doesn't apply. Right. <laughs> I wish it did, but it doesn't. Uh, but it's good that they're exposed, the best part of it is the vindication. We all, you know, what the lefties are saying is happening at Twitter is not happening at Twitter. None of what they're saying is actually happening there. And the fact that they're getting exposed, which I put in this morning's briefing, actually. we're recording this on Tuesday. That was in the morning briefing today, saying the the thing is here, is he's exposing everything that we've been saying about them for the past four years. yep. And that's what I like most about it. You don't even need to do a deep dive in it. You just need to realize, what can happen when a bunch of fascist millennials and Gen Zers get together. Yeah. And that's why, and that's why, you know.
0: Well, I also love how their argument is like, Oh, well, maybe Twitter was doing it. And I'm like, well, it's obvious because it's all on paper in front of our (laughs) eyes. Like, Well, you know, there is no way that Facebook and Google and YouTube are doing that. I'm like, okay, Okay. well, yeah, yeah, that's (laughs) definitely that checks out. All right. Sports. Let's talk about sports. I know you love to talk about sports. One of us has a a good team. One of us has a mediocre, borderline team. The other has a very horrific team as far as NFL NFL goes. Yes, (laughs) Um, rough year. Let's see. The Dodgers made minimal moves in the in the. I'll uh, tell you
1: why. (laughs) There are reasons for that. I knew you were one. I'm glad that the Yankees kept Judge judge because i didn't want him going to the. Well, Giants.
0: you definitely didn't want him coming in the division yeah
1: <laughs> well and i didn't want the dodgers spending them i want the dodgers to spend some money on pitching if they're going to do anything but i wanted yeah. them to get DeGrom. grom that was the one thing i wanted them to get yeah
0: um
1: he's always in but here. but the reason yeah. the dodgers didn't flex this year is, but first of all they still they might have to spend a hundred million on the trevor bauer situation yeah they got to wait to see how that plays out i think the real reason though is that they just want to collect some interest on the bank account to go after otani either this summer or next year when he's officially a free agent i think this is i think this is all about otani for them what is his agreement up to he will be a free agent next year which means he will be a hot commodity at the trade deadline next summer oh yeah Uh, He'll be at the end of next season. He'll be a free agent. So I think the Dodgers want to just keep all the money in the bank and then just block everyone on Otani. Yeah, that checks out. Yeah, we'll see. Plus, Uh, the Dodgers have a great farm system. They can plug guys in right now for these spots that have been vacated, and they're going to be okay. Remember the team? They they, yeah, they the bed in the postseason. They still won hundred and eleven. games last year okay you can yeah. drop off from that to like 102 <laughs> oh right right and well, you're going to be okay i think that's a
0: big part of it is they you know they blew their load in the regular season when they should have saved some of it because didn't they have like what a 20 game lead in the division
1: Or something they didn't like have to play a meaningful game until the division series
0: which they didn't play
1: they, also... they, 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 their schedule was just their, their schedule was just practice spring games for most of August and September because and they had such a massive played, lead. That could have played a
0: huge role in it.
1: Um, yeah, I think it did. And, and I told you, I texted you that I don't like buys because they can make teams soft.
0: And I'm worried um, about that with the Eagles as well. I Because if the Eagles win the next two games against the Bears this weekend and then against the Cowboys on Christmas in Dallas, they'll clinch the one, which leaves two regular season games – where they wouldn't need to play the starters, plus a, a buy, so three weeks. So you know, and obviously they have to win those two games for this to be a conversation. But there's already conversations about well, how much do you play the starters in this in the Saints
1: game? And running. I think that's a more vi- that that's a more real important conversation in football because it's a violent game and the chance of getting hurt is so much greater. Right. Yeah. Maybe. Um so yeah. so that to, to me the bye week there the, you, if you're talking about it's the end of this and now we've got a longer NFL season this year. If you're talking about you know they're more beat up than ever cuz they played 17 games this year. Right. right. the bye week might be helpful in football but still the momentum you how many times have you seen it in the football in, in the Super Bowl recently where you know you got a team that's hot in the first half and then they go into that 90 hour f-ing halftime abomination. Yeah. That they do at the Super Bowl and then they come out and they look like they haven't played since last spring.
2: Are we talking about the Atlanta Falcons?
1: I think I might have been talking about the Atlanta Falcons Our man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's true. 48 <laughs> <to> 3.
2: <laughs> it's
0: definitely true. Um, you know, I, I think uh, the Giants have a chance at the postseason, put it at maybe 50 50. Well, we have
2: to win next week. That's it. You mean this Sunday? This Sunday. Yeah, yeah, this Sunday. Because unfortunately for you, we got the Vikings.
0: The Lions already beat the Vikings, which means they're probably not going to lose to you in Minnesota on Christmas. Yeah. Um, the Lions got them good this week, which actually I'm kind of upset about because I was hoping that the way the math was going to work out is that the Eagles would get the division against the Cowboys on Christmas and then can clinch the one
1: on. New Year's Day in the game that I will be at. The, the only five. game the Lions have lost in the last two months was to the Bills on Thanksgiving Day by a last-minute field goal. The Lions yeah. have become That's, a thing in
0: yeah. the last
1: month and a half or so. Do you think and I've made some and I've made some money on them becoming a thing?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I won like a, I won like a grand on the Eagles on Sunday, so I'm happy this week. Do you think that the Steelers are gonna fire Tom? I
1: I don't think. He's going to win just enough for the Roonies to keep him around. And the my thing is, is at the, at the very least, they got to get rid of Matt Canada who wouldn't even be a good college offensive coordinator, but he's horrible yeah. at the NFL level. If you go into any Steelers have a really strong social media presence on every platform and you go into anything after every game, every comment is fire Canada. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like a thousand of those as soon as the game is over. I mean, they managed to lose to the, ravens last week and the ravens were down to their third string quarterback yeah and so i want them to fire tom tom tomlin because tomlin has had got that whole never had a losing season thing that's what they all point to well he's had a well, lot of eight, eight seasons right. that he had to rally for after an zero and four start yeah. yeah that never gets discussed he won his super bowl with a bill cower team he yeah. hasn't done since then so i want him gone i think he's highly overrated as as a head coach he's not but you know I'm also I'm 61 years old and the Steelers have had three head coaches since I was a little boy
0: yeah once you said that to me that one time I was like oh yeah he's not getting fired
1: (laughs) 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 just enough
0: it's always just enough you don't really do any other sports besides baseball and football right
1: oh no I'm a University of Arizona, boy. Oh, well, college yeah, basketball. Yeah. It's college that's, that's basketball season now. No, that, oh, yeah. That's Your, what this whole, what this the, whole uh, season is. What's that? Your team
2: won the showdown in the desert, right?
1: Whatever the hell that thing is. We're, we've lost one game this year so far. We knocked the – yeah, we knocked the crap out of Indiana, who was ranked 14th at the time on Saturday or Sunday. Um, we've got we've – got, it's, it's, we've got this international team mostly. It's a, it, guys from all yeah. over the world. <laughs> and uh, our two big men – our smallest center is six eleven.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm. Um, our number one center is seven feet two sixty. <laughs> beast. I mean, like when he decides to drive to the basket, he's driving to the basket. <laughs> and one of the, I was, I was trash talking some Indiana guy on, on Twitter the other night after the game, and he was going like, "Oh, we were fighting the refs." I said, "No, our two big guys are huge. They get fouled all the time." Yeah. Okay. It's that's a thing it it, that's why we have more free throws than everybody else but no it's college basketball season here in the desert and we are all very happy about that
0: well you know uh some people might still be mad at them for blowing it last year uh against houston yeah um you know it might have cost a certain someone quite a bit of money but you know We'll, yeah. we'll, I we'll wonder who past- I wonder who that could be. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll put that in the past and uh, let's you know wait, what's the saying? It's bear down, right? Yeah,
1: bear down, Arizona. There you go. Arizona. That's up. Uh, and everybody's like, "Why is the Wildcats bear down?" Well, because like my my sister actually called to have me explain it to her in laws this year because this <laughs> <laughs> this football player in the 1920s or 30s or something uh, got in a car wreck he was dying and pop McHale, who the McHale center where we play basketball is named after was the football coach and he uh he was in the hospital with this kid as he was dying and there was a game that night and the and the the guy the kid said tell the boys to bear down that's how the whole bear down thing happened so it's confusing as hell but it's our thing yeah i kind of like it yeah
0: well we'll see what happens there you guys had a Okay,
1: football season. Right. We won five games as compared to the we'd won one game in the previous two seasons. So yeah, it was like we 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 came around, but it's like and then he wins five games. And so they give the coach a this massive new contract, which drives me nuts in college football. Yeah, give him a one year contract that's big, and then let's see what he does next year. We lot we hemorrhage guys to the transfer portal. Our, our best tackler our best receiver so we've got to see who comes in to replace them it's it's going to be we it was i i have season tickets to the football games and i went to all of them except the arizona state game which i would have loved to have been at yeah, but right, i was it. in michigan i was in michigan um i uh, won a lot of money on that too i made a I made a i made a live bet during the game that saved my ass on that one nice <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, well, we're running up against a
1: hard stop here, 4 p.m. Eastern. But uh, Well, I'm glad to be back. It's been fun. It's been too long since I've been here on the Trigger. And I will be doing, you know, and then I'm going to go back to work on my Tom Tillis hit piece now because Schlicker and I are having a little bit of fun with that.
2: Nice.
0: Yeah, um, we're, we're going to keep uh, jabbing. And we'll, you know, like I said last night on Twitter, I don't know if you saw, I said, you know, if these, if these Rhino think that they can vote for Amnesty – and that it's just gonna go back to us not bashing on them 24/7. They got another thing coming for them.
1: So no, I'm I'm I co-founded the Los Angeles Tea Party. I'm quite used to beating up on DC Republicans. Exactly. And no we're, gonna, we're, gonna, we're
0: gonna we're gonna need a new tea party at this point. Honestly. I have
1: I have not ruled that out. I've even floated the possibility and I've made phone calls.
0: Well, sign me up. So <laughs> you know me. All right, well. Thanks for joining us, Cruiser. Thanks, Cruiser. And thank uh, you guys. You always always a pleasure. Anywhere at PJ Media, but particularly the morning briefing, the best newsletter out there. So go sign up for that at PJ. Of course, a great VIP podcast. Our people are very familiar with VIP. If you want to become a VIP member, go to townhallvip.com. Use the promo code SAVE AMERICA. Actually, you know what? No. Use the promo code NO AMNESTY for 50%. Yes. Big sale going on right now. Become a gold member. You get triggered uncensored. You get the cruiser cabana over at PJ. You won't regret it.
1: You get five true. o'clock somewhere if you're gold.
0: True. Yeah, true. Oh yeah, we got to get back on there soon too. We we'll get Yeah.
1: No, you can you, are you guys free Thursday? Because I don't think I have anyone booked.
0: I don't know yet. But actually um, text me after this. Text me after if me. you're
1: free Thursday, let's do this Thursday. If not, let's set up one of the next couple of weeks. Okay.
0: No, yeah, for sure. Alright, we love you all, and we will be back here on Thursday for another episode of Trigger. See, you See ya!